Welcome to another episode of Ran Out of Talent. I'm your host, Joe Zare Jr. And from Ryan's Messy RC Room on Facebook, with me is Ryan Greening. How's it going? Hello, racers. Going well, Joe. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. Um, had a fun weekend racing, a fun couple weekends racing. Um, we're, I have the Roar Nationals up. There's 19 minutes left to go in the buggy final. Um, and it's, uh, what the, f- dude, it's a hack fest. <laughs> this Roar National, and I'm going to be saying this quite a few times during this podcast, so please don't get offended, but this Roar National is the shit show of all shit shows. But we'll, uh, talk about that later Let me hit the hide comments button because it's just in my way um i just got a couple of house cleaning notes (laughs) i'm just watching these marshals fumble sorry (laughs) (laughs) um congratulations to randy johnson for winning the contest with his um green caged rock crawler um he made it from the basement to the finals yeah, that thing was a beauty. It was. It was. It was between him and uh, Shelby, and it was very close. You know what, though? I hate to say it. On my end, it was a lot of work. Not a lot of work. I shouldn't say that. I shouldn't be so lazy. Just call it a pain in the ass. It was a pain in the ass. Next contest, I'm going to spin a wheel. <laughs> there you go. Well, I hope he enjoys it. I took every. I had that sitting in my possession for about a week, week and a half. It took everything I had not to take it out of the box and play with it. For people who don't know, I held a contest, and the winner got a jammin' RC28, RC10 replica, a little 28 scale. Very nice of you, Joe. Yeah, it was awesome. It was awesome for all the participants. I mean, it was fun. It was fun to do. It was just a lot. <laughs> uh, another thing, the vintage videos, at least with Bam Bam, are going to go away. Or, well, they have gone away. Um, I heard from Bam Bam that he doesn't want those videos on the Internet. and he's, No way. Yep. He doesn't want them on the Internet. He doesn't want them on YouTube. What a bummer. I know, but hey, he he's a proper, you know, he's an intellect property guy of that, all that. I'm not going to fight him on it. I mean, it was cool, but yeah, it is what it is. You know what I mean? Why the hell don't you want somebody to enjoy our past like that? That stuff is so cool. Well, How the hell else is anybody going to get their fingers on it? I'm not gonna get too deep into it because i ain't get because his son contacted me he's like dude i don't know why my dad is like this but this is what he wants so um it was kind of a oh man hold on who's that working is that rivkin trying to work his way through traffic sorry um (laughs) but anyways he's he said he didn't want anybody wanting anything from him i don't know what that means I don't know what that means either. That doesn't make any sense. It's his deal. But, it's his all deal. All right. That's a bummer. It is a bummer because they were fun. Um, so anyways, um, 
So, hey, you stopped out at North Branch last week. Yeah, that was cool. Yeah. I was on my way to Isanti for a party, yeah. and I had some time to kill, so I rolled over there, and <laughs> God darn it if I didn't find out that it was a one-day program. I know. Um, so that was a bummer for me. I yeah, Honestly, I don't know if it would have changed my mind on going or not, but... Um, God, the yeah. track looked awesome. The track was everybody, awesome. Everybody looked like they were having a ton of fun. I got to get in on the action a little bit. I I volunteer marshaled a couple of races, and then I fueled uh, the sheriff, Clayton Cartaluca, ah. to third place nice. in the druggy main. Nice, nice. Yeah, it was um, a little bit of an up-and-down weekend for me. Um, so basically... I'll I'll go through my weekend quick because I sucked. <laughs> In both classes? No, mini truggy. There were um, other you got factors. Fourth in that I saw. Huh? You got fourth in that I saw. Yeah, and you know, really, it's going to be the Van Dalens one and two, and then we're all battling for that final podium spot. Really, Zach crushed everybody. I think he had 15 seconds over Sean. Like, this is... Yeah, he was on it. Yeah. Um, no, but we all had the same marshals, traffic, whatever. Uh, I ended up fourth. Mike Nesbitt got third, so congrats to him. Yeah. Yeah, you were coming there at the end, too. And I was ahead of him, and, you know, it's just battling and traffic and marshals. But we all... We all had the same situations. So, um, but the mini truggy was really good. But with the buggy, I'm, I almost wrote, and this is why in the notes I said, really analyze your race weekend. And this kind of goes to it. I was about to write one of those whiny, talk me off the ledge. I'm a whiny little pansy post. Until I sat and thought about it. Because I sucked with my buggy this weekend. I plain sucked. Or I should say last weekend. The total amount of... But then I looked at it. The total amount of time I had on the track for that entire weekend. The whole weekend. Is the amount of time I put on the track on Friday practice. Does that make sense? Yep. I'm not a great driver. I'm an okay driver. Oh, God damn, Live RC's scoring just went away, but it came back. Sorry. Um, it It's like you you really got to look at your race weekend before you, be too, you get too hard on yourself. I qualified ninth in the C main, but I bumped up from that, but ended up 10th in the B. It happens. Um, I need a lot of practice time to get consistent laps down. That's the way it is, and it wasn't available that weekend because Friday morning at 9 a.m., it rained, and we couldn't get on the track until like 6 or 6.30. It wouldn't be a loose nuts weekend without some rain. Yeah, it wasn't a ton of rain. It's just the track was so saturated that it rained just a little bit and the track just became a mess. 
So, but it was all in all, all in all, a great, it was a great track. Um, you know, I should really pull up results from that. I've got them. You got them? You know, you know that's kind of my jam. I know it is. So, Nitro Buggy in the A main was the Seth Van Dalen show once again. Yep. Followed by Kyle and Tony Sletton getting on the podium at his own track. Yeah, there's a lot that happened in that main. Um, <laughs> no doubt. A lot of, I fumbled on a Marshall, but I also, I think I made up for it later. But yeah, it was a good main. I have a pipe burn, for, pipe burn from Jeremy Whitting's car. Not his fault. It's I I grabbed the car by its sides. So I'm sure I left a nice little piece of skin, a little present for Jeremy on his pipe. <laughs> Get that cleaned off. Uh, e buggy. <laughs> yeah. Seth doubles up, so he wins e buggy as well. Yep. Kyle finished second again, and Kendall Welch gets him into third place in the e-buggy class. I'm glad Kendall was able to bring his way back up to third. He had a little bit of a, or was it the Nitro Buggy Mania at a road No, start? that was Nitro Buggy where the roommates got together. Oh. Yeah, Pablo and Pablo and Kendall got together on the first lap hard. Their roommates? Put them, put them both way back. Uh, maybe not still, but uh, the last time that I checked in on Pablo... You know, we don't keep in contact as much as we used to. Right, right. Um, but the last time that I did, him and Kendall were living together. Oh, man. I don't know. Too, uh, man, I, I don't know if I, I could see that working out well, but it might have. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think they're on very opposite schedules. Uh, right. If I remember right, Pablo is a second shift or third shift kind of guy for okay. work. So they uh, probably use the house at different hours. So it's probably pretty much a perfect situation if you're going to bring in a roommate. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But uh, anyway, moving on, uh, Truggy, you finished fourth in that one. Yeah. Well, open four-wheel drive, a.k.a. Yeah, basically the Truggy class. I know. Mike Nesbitt, we talked about, finished third. Sean second, Zach first. And then the actual Truggy class, Kyle Holmberg made a, a rare appearance in that class getting ready for the Roar Nationals. Yep. Taking the win in that one uh, pretty handedly. Tony Sletton got second place, and Clayton Cardaluca third. Nice. I, I wonder if to- or I wonder if Kyle's going to run that uh, Truggy anymore this season, or if he's. I don't know. Ooh, that was. If a- I'm going to guess, I'm just going to say no. But three classes you know, is I- tough, man. Three classes is a lot, and he's always told me too that he doesn't even really tune much. For e-buggy, he uses e-buggy to test tires. Right, 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 right. I remember with the Kyosho, the e-buggy setup and the nitro buggy setup are very similar, so I'm guessing it's the same way with the Associated. Well, his stuff looks good, so he's he's definitely oh, sure. not not working on his e-buggy. How was Sportsman? Um, so that was, what's that? I was saying, how was Sportsman? Do you have that up? Uh, I, I don't. Okay. Um, geez, but I if should... we move along from that, if we move up to this weekend, there's a lot of racing. Yeah, we happen. can move up to this weekend. That's all right. Yeah. I Let's mean, talk about your Shamrock race. Shamrock was a blast, as always. I see you got on the podium. Yeah, Senior and I had a classic battle. Brian Did Ho- Senior get it? Yep, Senior got it from me. Senior got second. 
Yeah, senior got second. John Shore won. John Shore is he's just lo- really good on the track. And um, there is one thing I forgot with putting my car back to stock. I did not. I don't have the thirty-six gram ESC plate in. So that's that's going to be my next move. Um, but anyways, yeah, senior and I battled for second and third, and um. A guy named Brian Hookum. I don't know if you know him or not. Oh yeah, great guy. MMR, yeah, loyal MMR racer. He's an sure. awesome yep. guy. He was right there battling with us like crazy. He has improved a ton over the last yeah. two seasons. He's he does a lot of racing. He Most does. of it is that MMR, but he branches out a little bit. What where he gets people is his consistency. Yep. So. Yeah, but no, it was a fun day. Um, we did heads-up qualifying, heads-up racing. Uh, that added another element. It, I'm telling you, heads-up racing in electric racing for qualifying. For Well, let's say for club racing. Let's say you have a once-a-month series race, whatever. Yeah, okay, if more. But if you're just club racing a regular club day, run heads-up. Have a little fun. Quit taking shit so seriously, because you. Crack. I'd be I'd be okay with heads up quals at the big race at the trophy races, like say for instance the five ten, the place that you know you and I frequent the most in the winter time. Right, right. As long as as long as we did some controlled practice and got seating laps. That's true. That is the toughest thing right there. Um, but yeah, I would say it was fun. But for club racing, heck yeah, random draw, line them up, race them. Yeah, right, right. That's what we did yesterday, and then we did a resort, and it worked out great. I don't know. You know, I should check and see if we're still, I think we're still recording. Yep, we're still going. <laughs> How was this turnout? Not many. There wasn't many. There's a lot of racing this weekend. A lot of racing. But not many entries at any of them. Uh, Duluth had their electric boogie, which drew 50 entries. Rick's hobby that's farm. Pretty t- that's pretty typical for them. You know, the, the electric boogie is a really fun race, but the the locals of the Lake Superior RC Club there in Proctor, yep. they don't support the Saturday races heavily. No, they don't, and they don't come out heavily for the MNRC either, which is... We love yep, their track, got, that's why we keep going, but man, it makes it difficult to keep going, if that makes yep. sense. It's yeah, like, they've you know, they've got their routine, right? They're they're used to racing on Thursday nights and yep. that's what they do. Ooh, yeah, there's a discussion. It's like and they will wouldn't pay higher entries. Like if they're they're paying ten dollars right now and somebody goes, Well, what if you're to up the entries to fifteen dollars a week and put a roof over the track? one day and that got shut down so fast (laughs) i don't think people understand well for one they don't own the property but they got a 10-year lease i i know they don't own it they they have a long i'm saying a lot of people probably don't oh yeah that's that that's true you somehow you'd have to make the roof mobile and i don't know how the hell you'd do that Somebody a lot smarter than me would know what to do there. Jeez, Rivkin's still leading. Lutz is up to third. We've got 345 left to go in this main. 
Um, dang. Anyways, so if you were to up it, they're frugal people, man. They're not. They are. S- they don't. They don't even want to run the truggy class. Right. The the bulk of those guys, you know, instead of. I was so looking forward to getting up there for a Thursday to run mini truggy on that track specifically because it's it's just an awesome blend of 10th scale and 8th scale, which is exactly what that vehicle is. It sure is. And, uh, yeah, the, all those guys decided to run two-wheel drive buggies yep. this summer, which is crazy because the last time I went up there, it was it was barely a class. I've talked to certain people who entered that two-wheel drive buggy thing. And it is just not fun on that track. You know, two seasons ago, I went up for the electric boogie. Yep. And it it happened to be um, a really hot, really sunny day. And so the track took a lot of rubber. And the main event ended up being awesome. But, yeah, it was a a struggle. It was, was, I don't know, what I would imagine a little bit of old school two-wheel drive buggy racing would have been like you know a lot of throttle control right right the track is the dirt they use is great for a four-wheel drive vehicle so anyways um do you have results from either the electric boogie or ricks or any i got everything from this weekend so the electric boogie yep start off with e-buggy kendall welch took the win in that awesome your old friend and rival, Steve Nelson, took second. That old son of a bitch. we got to have him on here <laughs> and, one of these days. And the king of the Afro, uh, Kevin Van Ert, yeah. showed up and took third. Awesome. Yeah, he's uh, he's been putting in a lot of laps, Kevin. Yeah, on-road, off-road, everything. I'm, I'm I mean, he was, he was there all summer last year, too. He, right. he was doing all of their Thursday night stuff. For off-road. Yep. So the guy's been pretty consistent. And he backed that third place up with, uh, he took the win in open two-wheel drive buggy. Open two-wheel drive buggy had some fast two-wheel drive buggy guys. They had Steve Nelson Steve, in there. Steve Nelson took second, and Torot went up there to take third. Yeah. Kind of And shot. he did that after, Torot had a long weekend because I believe he won two-wheel drive buggy at MMR Friday night. Dang, that would be a lot. Um. I wonder if there's spec for them. Anyways. Um, <laughs> um, if they teched, you mean. Yeah. We, it's still. Open, tr- open truck. Shout out to my main man, <laughs> Connor Ehlers. That's Taking awesome. the win. Connor, lo- I love truck. Connor, Connor pushed it like a mofo at the five this winter, trying to get it going. He just couldn't quite get it. I think he was victim to, uh, you know, he's really good friends with, with Seth and Kyle. Yep. Those two said that they were going to get into truck because they both wanted to run that class at the Roar Nats. Okay. 13-5 stadium truck. And I think Connor thought a bunch of people were going to come with and follow those two. No. And then those those two never built the trucks. And so Connor was left basically racing sportsman guys. Um, but it was good. It was good for his confidence. He He got a lot of wins in that class this winter, and here he is. Winning a big summer trophy race. For sure. Who else ended up wearing that? Uh, Mike Compton, second. I, I I don't think I've had the pleasure of meeting him. He's a good dude. And in third, this ties in with one of our Facebook questions, Pork Chop. I have no idea who the hell Pork Chop is. Silver Bullet. 
<laughs> so Still you're no using idea. another Mikey <laughs> Johnson. That I don't know. Mikey Johnson. Oh well, man. Well, shout out to him for third and open truck. We got a camera on the driver's stand. All right. Oh man, I thought Adam was gonna go beat the crap out of people. Spencer Rifkin being met on the driver's stand by Rona, your new 2019 1A scale Roar National Champion. 14 seconds clear of Cavalry. And Ryan Lutz backs it up, backs up his truck podium with a buggy podium. Ryan Lutz had something happen to him. I want to say 15 minutes in, maybe before that, to where he had to go from the basement to make his way all, all the way back up to third. So that's pretty impressive, actually. And the TQ finished four laps down. Yeah. Well, he flamed out. Oh man, dude, it's Dakota Fan, man. I mean, you, you really can't. I want to see what that dude can do with a solid vehicle with solid components. Watch him in electric. Watch him <laughs> in 110 scale electric with six-minute mains. You're going to get the best out of Dakota Fed. I mean, other than that, it's... Eh. So, sorry, we're, we're, let's uh, go through results Yeah, what here. else happened this weekend? Uh, Rick's Hobby Farm yep. had another round. Right. Uh, the the only one I grabbed from that was E Truggy E Buggy combination class. I don't know if any E Truggies they did actually are showing up there. Oh yeah, who's got them? I don't know about E Truggy. I thought you're gonna go with the Mini Truggy route. I know there's Mini Truggy there. No, no E Truggy E Buggy. Uh, Sam Savakul finished first, and uh, Dave Homebrew Larue had time to finish second while well, he's running the show and doing the track prep and all the stuff that Dave does for local racing. Right. And Tyler Cody finished third. He doesn't, he doesn't get outside a whole lot for RC racing. He's a pretty regular racer at the toy box in the wintertime. Okay. And, uh, so yeah, he put it on the box. I think he beat Al Smith. Oh, nice. I like that. Um, yeah, Dave, Dave good for him. that's all I got for results there. That's but. all right. Um, I think, uh, I forget who won Mini Truggy, but I know Nesbitt was in that mix, too, again. Uh, I think it was him. Do you think Nesbitt won? Probably. I think Nesbitt won. I think I remember seeing uh, Kelly Roberts' name up there, too, so he was either second or third. But there was only, there was like five or six of them. Yep. It's a solid class. I'll tell you what, um, Dave LaRue, Put it straight into the A of the E-Buggy at the MNRC, which is very impressive. He's been driving awesome. Yeah, well, he's a talented dude all around. Any Anything Dave decides to do, he's going to be good at it. Right, right. No, he's been doing great. Like, I mean, I think if he I, – I don't know. I, I see a lot. He's an older guy, but I still see a ton of potential in the guy. Yeah, he's he's pretty spread out though. You know, he's got a lot going on. Yep. Uh, Between the toy box, Rick's, his family, all that stuff. So yeah. yeah so Larue did awesome. He's got a lot of stuff to get through. <laughs> so do you want to hit the nationals? Yeah, let's hear it. I know you got a lot to say. All right, I'd like to say Thornhill put on a fantastic. Fantastic track. They have an awesome track. 
They built a great track that held together all weekend. Nothing was stupid. I, 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 did you, did you think anything was really stupid on it? On the track? No, that was, that was a beautiful track. It was. I, Maybe I know some the, the wood linoleum shit at worst. But other than that, everything on the track made sense. Yeah, simple, uh, exciting, you know, some big air spots. It, it left a lot up to the racers. Too bad Roar had to screw it up. <laughs> Let's hear it. So I watched basically all weekend. Because Friday I was in the inspection office at work, and I flip and hate office work. I'm not an office guy. And I hate everybody that I work Not everybody I work with, but I hate a good majority. So I'm not talking to anybody when they bring me parts. It's like, thanks, yep, good, get out. So I'm watching the Nationals, all, the qualifying. I'm like, huh, after that giant step up, there's no Marshall. Oh, next race, there's no Marshall over in this corner. Next race, there's missing a Marshall here. Goddamn cat. Every time. Anyways. You'll miss her when she's gone. I know. She's an old lady, too. So any, so I'm looking at this all throughout qualifying and the main day today. They're they were miss, missing. They're starting races without marshals. What? C- could you even imagine? Yeah, I I won't even do that at a local club race. So think about this. Let's say on average, I don't know if it's this expensive for other people, but I have. I added up for myself how much it cost me to go to this Roar Nationals if I were to drive tires, all that other stuff. This race would have cost me 2000 on the low end, 3000 on the high end. And then Kyle Holmberg, his truggy race was started without a marshal, and it continued without a marshal nonsense so okay yeah, how pissed would you be i would have mm, it might be the first time i use my jujitsu in anger ryan so if i would go up to if the, he head started the race then he's probably not keeping track of who's not there so that person is not getting penalized either right penalize penalties what a freaking joke penalties you would think there were no Roar officials there. You saw the start of this Pro Buggy A main. I missed it. You missed it? I missed it. Pro Buggy, try it. Look like sportsman shit show. <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Who caused it? Worst driving. The worst driving. Oh, I don't know who caused it. It was just bam, bam. You got to watch the very first two minutes of this race. It's just yeah. people crashing into each other like you wouldn't believe. They <laughs> look like pros. They look like assholes, and that's what they are. They're assholes, but you know what? They're talented, so we watch them. Well, when you, yeah, when you, anybody that drives like that on the first lap is an asshole. There's literally about half the field. Um, but, no, throughout the whole weekend, like in qualifying, People were running over each other constantly. No stop and go is called. I heard, I watched most of the main day today, 
I heard maybe two stop and goes called. Maybe. They finally started using the rule that we use in the MNRC that if you're up back to back, you have to find your own marshal. You want to know why? Because a moron in the booth was starting races without marshals on the track. Dude, Roar wrecked the Roar Nationals. That's pretty rough. Um, Cole Ogden, what else you got? Cole Ogden made a great post. Well, so Cole is against. Because we got some positive stuff to get to about the Roar Nats eventually. But do we? You, do we really you get all your negative stuff out of the out of your system? Do we have positive things to get to? I do. I do personally. Okay. And I so, think a lot of our listeners are personally pumped about some stuff that happened there. So, so people were bitching and moaning about tire sauce and tire prep. Guess what, guys? You're running clay bar tires. You're putting liquid wrench on that son, sons of bitches, and I guess now you're putting on tire warmers. That's just what you do now. That's what we do in 10 scale. Why would it be any different for A scale? That's what in A scale in Omaha we sauce our tires. I mean, whatever. So, anyways, um, he did call out Roar, saying they're showing their true colors. Thanks for the motivation and thanks to Roar for being as shitty as they always are. You can come up with the initials saying come up with your own acronym. And he's right. <laughs> Roar was horrible. All weekend, Morant got tackled. You know Chris Morant? Have you met him? I haven't. He's a real nice dude, Kansas City area. Races at Fast Lane Hobbies. Comes up to Minnesota omaha all that crap anyways he got destroyed his wife is his pit person and she they (laughs) she was on during the pit cam and she had a vein popping off she was mad (laughs) i don't know and then um conrad basie got tackled in every race he was in badly so did a lot of other people. This was it just an instance between these two guys. Uh, I would say out of the, I think there were two hundred and two hundred drivers, well over three hundred entries, but two hundred drivers. I would say one hundred and twenty-five of those drivers should be demanding their entry fee back from Roar. Seriously, that's how bad it was. It wasn't just one little isolated. Oh, that's unfortunate. Isolated incidents has happened. They do. As a race director, I've let some garbage go through my eyes in my day and like, well, whatever. But this was bad. And, oh, you, did you hear the guy doing the driver introductions? No, because I missed the start of the race. Did you? So you missed ones in Truggy, too? Yeah, I didn't catch the start of that race either. I forget who... Put, would like to thank Brett Tilkey. He's like, but 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 Brett Tilkey, Tilkey. <laughs> I am Ron Burgundy. Yeah, it's like, dude. You put a question mark on the end of Brent's name. <laughs> I I don't. We, we I couldn't help but to make fun of the guy in the chat, and I went hard in the paint as I do sometimes. So did a lot of other people though. 
I told him, you know, doing dabs and announcing RC racing is a no-no. That's first day stuff. Other people are calling <laughs> him the face of uh, the signs of you're having a stroke. <laughs> Anywho, so let's get to some positive. I want to hear some positive. Well, I don't remember exactly where he's seated, but Seth Van Dalen put on a hell of a show for himself, for Minneapolis racers, for people that are a fan of the family and, and all they do for us locally. Yeah. Uh, Seth stuck it right in the A-Main of Truggy Qualified at the Roar 12. Fuel Nats, yep. which was freaking awesome. And for a time, I don't remember where, I think he finished seventh uh, in seeding, but for a time he was leading. So he had the three fastest laps right, in right, Truggy. Right. Yep, for a significant amount of time. So that I mean, that was awesome. Even though and it's something for all of us to be pumped about because right. we don't we don't normally have somebody that we can cheer for locally in these mains. No, you're right. He was also the first one in round two. He was the first one out of everybody. Uh, other drivers did it a couple laps later, but he's the first one, first person during the weekend to get a sub thirty second lap. Well, he threw down the second hottest lap in the Truggy main. So he, he might have finished 14th or 13th or wherever he did end up, but he threw down the second fastest lap behind Tessiman. That's insane. It's awesome. I mean, there's a lot to be proud of. I know in the sem- semis he was flirting with the uh, spot to make the final. I believe, yes, in the semis. In he, Nitro Buggy you're talking? Yeah. He was flirting with the spot to make it the finals, but something happened, and I don't I don't know. Like I said, I was helping um, Jeremy put a clutch in his nitro truck. He got a different motor for his nitro truggy, and he didn't have the tools, so I went and put the clutch on for him. So it was on in the background. Something happened to Seth. I just wasn't watching too hard then. It's a shame, but Kyle also did real well. Pablo was there, and Conrad. They were all putting their best efforts forward even though yeah kyle kyle holmberg put it in the c-main after only running one warm-up race yeah with a truck and i haven't seen i i haven't seen him run truggy my entire mnrc career which goes back to 15 so never yeah i made the c-main he was in the quarters for nitro buggy yeah for sure for sure it's an excellent finish for him yep kind of wish uh See where he really would have finished for when he did. So people are making the a-hole comment, well, don't crash. You know what? I watched a ton of pros during that hour-long main crash a lot. Don't give me that don't crash crap. There should have been a marshal there for him. No doubt. But anyways, yeah, no, our local guys, man, they look pretty good all weekend. Dude, I'm really hoping that every year, I I don't think it'll happen, but I want it to happen. I'm waiting for the Fuel Nationals to go to Omaha. uh, Why don't you think it'll happen? The pits only have, I want to say, 145 or 165 spots. Okay. Okay. That wouldn't be enough to house everybody. Maybe if they pulled up the carpet and put up more tables. 
maybe. Does everybody have to be inside? No, and there's not a lot of people, or there's, I should, most people would be inside, but um, a lot of people would, um, a lot of people would bring the team associated trailer, the TLR trailer, etc. But, dude, I think that'd be rad if Omaha got it. We were talking about that this weekend. I think from now on, Omaha is about as far as I want to go for racing, except for there's one race at um, the Smack Track in St. Louis I want to go to. But, man, St. Louis is still pretty far. Hear the cats fighting? It is pretty far. They have, they have an awesome surface, though. They do. They do. But, yeah. Um, so, hey, did you see um, we have a pretty close regionals for A-Scale? At LR, L, Get out of here. LRT Raceway in Evansdale, Iowa, I believe. It's about four hours away. Region 8, regionals. i got to try to make it. It's in September sometime. So So is that a... The Roar Regionals kind of stand on their own? Or is there a, a bigger purpose to them? Or is it just, you know, you, you get yourself a regional championship and that's where it ends? There used to be a bigger purpose. Um, I was wondering if there was like a road to worlds or anything like that. A long, long, long time ago, very long time ago, it used to be your road to nationals. Okay. Now it's really, really it's another trophy race, but it's Roar yep. affiliated. Yeah. You get yourself a regional championship. That's that's nothing to sneeze at. No. And, dude, the Region 8 regionals, that's a lot of talented people. That'll be a very fun race to go to. So, um... Yeah, see. you would imagine, like, the the Van Dalens and the Fullers and the Rindernicks and... Dude, what about uh, the Kohlers? Uh, what's that kid's name from Wisconsin? He's on the A team for Associated now. Uh, uh, Tollard. Oh, Tollard. Tollard. Yeah. He'd probably be there. Yeah. Cool. LRT. That place looks awesome. Yeah. It. It's. I've been meaning to. It's one of those places I've been meaning to make my way to, but haven't yet. Um. Let's see here. Talked about tire warmers a little bit at Nationals. Um, oh, I got had last week. That damn fake news site. I wasn't even paying attention to it. It says Ty Tessman to retire. <laughs> what, what site is that? Uh, I want to say RC News Unlimited. Did you read the article or did you just look at the headline and go, holy shit. I looked at the headline and then I'm like, oh, that's. Good on him, you know, because whatever. And then JQ commented, and then I looked at what site it was under. I remember liking the page because it's like the onion for RC racing. Sure. So I was had by fake news. It was funny. I'm just kicking myself in the ass. Um. So I got a idea for a podcast. Have you seen the the trailer for Flying Cars? Flying Cars? Yes. Um, was that a couple years ago? 
It was like uh yep. kind of a kind of a cheesy uh RC movie where the guy is like unhappy in his life and he discovers RCs and he wants yep. to jump it really far and crap and, like that. And he wants to bang the chick at the track. <laughs> well, I mean, who doesn't? I know. So go ahead. They're actually coming out with it. What do you mean by coming out? It's an actual movie. So that that was like two years ago. That that thing hadn't been hadn't been distributed yet. Nope, and it's finally getting done. They finally got the financial backing. Oh, okay. So when it's widely avail- available, I want to say. For, do you know what format they're going to be? I bet it's going to be on that on on YouTube, paid YouTube rental, or maybe Amazon pay. I don't see it being free. Sure. Well, I'm I'm probably going to wait for your review on that one. No, I think probably we should, not going to run out to the theater. I think we should do what sure. Joe Rogan does for his fight companions. What's that? So you, I don't know. Are you a beer drinker? Uh, I I drink beer, but I'm not an aficionado. So let's say you get a twelve pack. During the movie, you pound it and do commentary. Oh, okay. So, like, more of a mystery science theater 3000 yeah. thing. Yeah, and I'll hit the weed pen or whatever. Lucky guy. I want to hit that pen, but I got to go to work the next day. I know. That shit puts me on my ass. <laughs> but I, th- I think it'd be fun because what I think... I don't that... know if it'd be fun, but I'm, I'm, I'm willing to oblige if we do it on a Saturday... Yeah. And like you said, alcohol is involved. Yes. I also, I would, I would like to um, plead for an invite to get a, get a third commentator in there. Somebody, somebody oh, like Connor or someone like that. Oh, for sure. For sure. Or Steve, Steve Nelson. Yes. Yep. Oh, Steve dude, Nelson. that would be fun. I don't think he'd, he'll do it with us. I don't oh, think, I think Steve he will would. waste a Saturday night on us, but I think it might he happen. Would. I think you would. You'd work, be shocked. Work your magic. You'd be shocked. Before Beth and I had kids and we lived in our first apartment, you'd be amazed. Just we we used to get hammered and do nothing after a race day. It was awesome. But, yeah. No, I I think that they tried to capture the essence of the movie Rad. That's what it kind of looks like to me. Have you gone back as an adult and watched Rad? Yeah, and I, I hate that I did it. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say, don't do it. Yep. <laughs> I, do not do it. I did it, and it was stupid of me. Rad I is watched, horrible. I was, I, was, I was hammering away telling my wife how uh, how great of a movie Euro Trip was. Oh no. <laughs> uh, I, I was I was training I was training this guy at work last week yep. and we put the Scotty doesn't know song on and we're singing Scotty doesn't know and it gets in my head and I get the idea I'm like all right I'm going to go home and watch Euro Trip. Yep. And Kim wants to come down and watch it with me and I'm like oh yeah it's a super funny movie and it, it it didn't even come close to being what I remembered. It was, you know. Same with, like, American Pie and stuff like that. It just doesn't hold up. I mean. Yeah. What I do think, you do? I think some of the only movies that hold up is, like, 
Animal House. Like one of the best scenes in all of movie history is in Animal House. When that douchebag beatnik breaks out the acoustic guitar in the middle of the party and starts singing, Jim Belushi <laughs> calmly grabs it and smashes it against the wall of the guitar. That's got to be one of the best scenes in movie history. I think for me, for vintage movies, it's got to be, they have to not be comedy. Because comedy, I feel like, evolves so much more than all forms of of other entertainment like i can watch movies like top gun i can watch okay. days of thunder i can watch old hockey movies yep but i'm just yeah it, it's like you said i'm just not entertained by old comedies well it's like that with stand-up too i mean try to go listen to well not bill cosby but uh go try to listen hey to... <laughs> go, go 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 listen to some old vintage bill cosby don't nobody can tell you not to it's not great though same with uh, old Lenny Bruce or old whatever. Yeah, it's tough. For for me, it's got to be like post-2000 yeah. for comedy to, to hold up currently. Go listen to Dennis O'Leary's No Cure for Cancer from 1993. Listen to it now. I remember trying to, again, because I used to be a huge fan of that comedy album, and it just doesn't work anymore. But then you got to remember, he stole a lot of his stuff from Bill Hicks. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh yeah, he's a thief. Well, I, they all are. I've learned who the, the especially before the prevalence of the internet. Oh, I've learned who the thieves were. Like Robin Williams, man, he was a hack. Everybody's like, oh, he hung himself. It's like, but he stole jokes. That's the biggest crime you can do in the comedy world. Right. Anyways, um. So I ran my car with the new motor, with the EBIS system done on it. It was fantastic. Um, I would recommend it. I would recommend having your motor sent to Adam Drake and having him do the EBIS on it. Um, let's see. We talked. Should we talk? Speaking of uh, drinking and whatever, should we talk about drinking at the track? <laughs> I wasn't at the track very long, but I heard this story. We're not going to use names in this, but it's a very... We don't need to, I don't think. It's a it's such a sad situation, man, because this kid was there. Dude drinks so heavily that he scares the Canadians. He's scared <laughs> Canadians. That's an accomplishment because I've accidentally parked my tent next to those guys before, and holy <laughs> shit! <laughs> yeah, they they like uh, they like to party. Man, they get lit. But yeah, yeah, I heard uh, I heard a dude got uh, got so drunk that he fell on his face and scared a bunch of people, and so they got him hauled out of there and. Had a premature end to his weekend. Yeah. Um, oh, no, no, that didn't end there. It didn't end there. So, after being put in the hospital, he comes back in the morning, and he starts drinking again. Oh, God. And his excuse was, well, I don't got shit to do now. Dude. All right. So I'm not a heavy drinker anymore. I used to be back in the day, but I'm 
Drinking makes me fat, so I don't do it. But there are a lot of responsible people at the track that like to drink. Stuff like that is going to wreck it for everybody. There's going to be a zero drinking at the track policy. And then people are going to have to sneak it. And then there's going to be headbutting about it. And it's just not a good situation at all. It If you can't handle your booze, don't drink booze at the track. Actually, it was a bottle of booze I heard. I'm not going to say it definitely. But good sources say just downed a bottle of booze. Yeah, my sources said the same. Uh, Yeah, it's unfortunate. You know, some people should not drink because they can't control themselves. They're all throttle, no brakes. Yeah. And uh, that that would be unfortunate if if one or two or three people ruined it for everybody else. Because everybody else that does enjoy a few adult beverages at the track just likes to have some fun catch a buzz tell some jokes you know laugh with your buddies and and that's all the further it usually goes yeah it doesn't it doesn't go to the brink of alcohol poisoning which i'm not saying that he was alcohol poisoned but just the the sheer amount of booze that that dude brought out of their bike ambulance uh, right right so I think it's safe to say it was alcohol poisoning. <laughs> well, and then and then to say to people, well, why didn't you just leave me there? You know, if you would have given me an hour, I would have been fine. It's like, well, no. You, on the one hand, you can say that, and on the other hand, what if you freaking died, and we all did did Dude. nothing about it? I can't. Every single person that walked by him and saw him face down in the dirt would have been liable. Right, right. And the Canadians are too nice guys. Oh, they're the best. They are. I I'm so happy when the Canadians the Canadians have been making to make into the MNRC races. They're not going to make Ricks. They're going to go to the Minnesota one of the several Minnesota State Championships. <laughs> it's a series. It's a series, but it's not a series. <laughs> no. So you got the series at FTR. No, this, I'm saying everybody. Yep. Everybody's saying that their race is the Minnesota State Champs. Yep. The, the it's in like the there's same, enough races for it to be a series. Yep. In the same weekend, though, you have the Minnesota State Championship Series at FTR. You have the Minnesota State Championships in Proctor, and then a week later you have the MNRC. I mean, <laughs> okay. That's got to kind of, I don't know. I don't want it to get under control. It's a fun joke. I, yeah, I, I think I think Sean was making a goof on everybody else when he named it that. I hope so. Um, yeah. Let's see. A couple more things. I smoked a motor yesterday. In what? In your two-wheel drive buggy? Yep. Heat, too. I smoked what? it. I was just driving and just poofed. Oh, okay. Just like a just a random mechanical failure. Yeah, I think I deal. caught something. Because have you, have you been to Shamrock? Not this year, but I have in the past. Well, you know it's AstroTurf and some pebbles and crap get on it. Sure. I might have caught a small pebble. 
I doubt it. I think the motor just went. I haven't been. I was relieved because it was smoking so bad. I thought it was a lipo fire. Sure. So, yeah. So I'm guessing a Trinity X Factor is going to go on my car next. <sighs> I know. I'm going to go down. What else am I going to do? I don't know. Not support that guy. I don't like supporting him either. He's a dick. He plays his customers. He does. He's a millionaire from pissing all over the rules line. But he does have the best motors. <laughs> he does. Yeah, can't deny it. But you don't necessarily need the best motor there either, though. It's, it's Yeah, because they actually have turns and obstacles and stuff, unlike other places that's right um so i tried a front wing i don't like it (laughs) it does make a difference for sure makes a difference and i bet if i would have practiced so i practiced with it i ran a qualifier with it and a qualifier without it and the qualifier without it i was doing better than my motor smoked um it makes your front end more precise and um you so i was hitting dots more because i was going in that inch or two closer on the corner so i was just diving in too soon then but it does do something um what else do i got so have you seen a lot of uh mini truggies for sale lately I haven't. Like people we know? No, no, no. Get rid of them? Just like on the Techno ET410 forum or mini, uh, just general around the country. Sure. I I haven't been paying that close of attention, but I mean, there have been, there have been a lot of mass sellings of that vehicle since the class started because in some, some regions, I think it just does not take off. Or... Right. It stumbles at first. Yep. And everybody jumps off the ship. Yep. Or they want an extra. I feel like that's so stupid. It's like you spent all that money. You're going to get, you're going to take a bath on all of that because we take a bath on all of our used RC stuff. Right. Right, right. Well, I'm seeing all these posts. This vehicle's for sale for. $500, $500, almost ready to run. This vehicle's for sale. $750 with uh, ready to run. All that crap. <sighs> Fucking cat. Anyways, um, so you Keep have. the damn thing. It's fat. Pet the damn thing. I pet her pet. constantly. <laughs> she does this to me all the time. I cannot sit in my RC room in peace. This cat. She just can't get enough, Joe. She screams at me. I th- I think I'm encroaching on her space, actually. <laughs> you, you might be. Um, but why not? On Facebook, they call it a waffle because raffles aren't face are against the Facebook rules. But have a raffle. You're gonna find you're gonna easily find fifty people to buy a ten dollar ticket. Rather than one person to spend $500. Have you ever thought of that? 
I haven't just because I don't want to deal with the pain in the assness of collecting ten bucks electronically from fifty people. Yeah, and then if I don't get fifty people, I really don't want to deal with sending it back to forty nine of them. Right, right. No, I know. I just think it'd be easy. It's a, it, I think it's a good way for people to make money that are willing to put in that work. But that is work. Yeah. If you're if you have a job where you don't do a whole lot, where yeah. you you know you sit at a desk and maybe four hours of your day are consumed with actual work, and the rest are Facebook. Yep. That probably makes sense for okay. a delivery guy like me. Yeah, I could never do it. Yeah, you don't really stop moving. No. Because I'll send you a PM at 7 a.m. and you won't be able to get back to me at, until like 11 sometimes. <laughs> it it used to be better. When I was downtown, there were lots of elevators. Yep. And so I, I had time to check my phone. And now I'm out in a suburban area and I, you know, I just go. I, yeah. I go until my truck is empty and then I get to go home. Yeah. <laughs> Man. Yeah, I suppose... I don't know. I just thought it might be easier. Um, I think it's a way to net more money for your stuff, but I right. I wouldn't consider it easier. I personally, me, I wouldn't want to do it because even when I sell a vehicle, you know, you have to put it on a bunch of platforms if you want to sell it fast. So you got to put yep. it on RC Tech. It's got to go on Facebook, and when it's on Facebook, it's got to be on multiple pages. And you got to do eBay, you know, that you have all these different things that you have to keep up on and you have to answer stupid questions from stupid people because that's just part of interacting on the internet. Yep. And yeah, I don't know. It seems like a pain in the ass and I think that's why you can get a little bit more money for it because not everybody's willing to do that. Sure, sure, sure. Man, my other cat's killing my one cat. But God damn it, Joe, you could not pay me to sell that mini truggy. I have not touched an RC vehicle since, where did I go last? Oh, I went to Sean's, uh, yep. Sean's race in May. Yep. I haven't touched anything since then. And, you know, it's sitting around, it's collecting dust, but you, you couldn't pay me to sell that mini the truggy. Mini truggy, mini truggy brings me pure joy. <laughs> it's great. And you you guys looked like you were having an absolute blast. We were. nuts. We so. were. Dude, that track. Um uh, like I said I'm not fast, but so my fastest lap with the Nitro Buggy was a 28 mid 28 second with uh my Mini Truggy in the main I got down to a 30 flat. So <laughs> dude, North Branch really close that big gap there normally is between a 10th scale and an a scale yeah that was a more more 10th scale looking track than i've seen there in a long time it had an it had things for both yeah What's, i wouldn't have minded to run the old two-wheel drive stock buggy class there i think that would have been fun on main day well maybe, I, yeah. the only day i guess yeah since it was a one-day only... program i'm never listening <sighs> I'm one of the people who pushed to make it a one-day deal because the forecasts look like garbage. Um, yeah, and if you've got the history of loose nuts over the last three years, you just want to get a damn race in for right, a change. Right, and that's what we were looking at. And I'd say less than a third of the people voted to 
race on Sunday, they didn't get a drop of rain. <laughs> and you know what? Big deal. Like every, I saw everybody there. Everybody was having fun. Yeah. They did it. They did a great program. The racing was done by like 7 p.m. Yep. And then a bunch of people stayed and had some fun. And right. several people ran laps the next day too, which I think it's invaluable to run laps on a track that you just raced on. I think that's the best practice you can get. I know. I wish we could talk uh, the Loose Nuts crew and having some kind of series at that track. It's a shame we only run on it once a year. Right. Uh, we've talked about certain things, doing certain things there, but when we get Tim all pumped up about it, it rains on his MNRC racing. He's just like, screw this. Yeah. Well, there, there's a lot of racing going on right now, too. That I would there say is. this year more than any other year is the wrong year to throw your ring, your hat into oh, the Oh, for ring. sure. There's total oversaturation. There's room for one of everything, and we have two or three of everything. Right. And we've talked about before, and, you know, I always tell people, you want a certain place to survive, you go there when they're racing and you don't come up with any damn excuses. When they're gone, it's partly your fault because you decided to stay home. Absolutely. I mean, I, I feel partially responsible for one of my favorite places in the last couple of years that popped up for me was Lucky 13. Oh, I know. And it was it was partly to do with their track, partly to do with their atmosphere, and partly to do with Scotty yep. in general, the guy that ran the place. They had an amazing thing going on there. They but did. for me, summer didn't work the best. Right. And so I didn't make it to all of his races, but therefore that's why I don't complain too much about people not supporting it because I wasn't doing it either. No, you're right. You're right. Um, he, I When he was open, that's when I was racing once or twice a month type thing. Um, but I've gotten back into it cause it's like these tracks need support. You gotta be somewhere. I think next weekend's my only off weekend and I'm going to watch UFC fights on Saturday. That's going to be fun. We got a private. You're, you're going in person? Yeah. Oh, There's where's that? Target center next Saturday night. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Uh, bunch Who's of, on the card? Uh, Heavyweight fight Francis Ngannou versus Junior Dos Santos. Ooh, Dos Santos, he's still at it, huh? He's not that old. He's just old in fight years. He's only like 33 years old. Man, it feels like he's been around for at least 10 plus. He has been. He has been. Well, that's a long row. Yeah, yeah. He's had his ups and downs. When serious drug testing came in, he had his downs. Now he's body's back to natural and he's on his way back up again but uh we got a private box for that Ooh, who's we i mean a bunch of people from the gym the jiu-jitsu awesome. gym good for you guys that's gonna be a fun show yeah yeah it's the only way i would have done it is the private box because i don't want to be around a bunch of assholes in tap out gear drinking eight dollar budweiser's <laughs> Sounds terrible. You mean you mean you don't you don't want to go to your local 
Buffalo Wild Wings right. scream scream with a bunch of meth users. Right, right, yeah. <laughs> That's what I remember about when I was um, – I was never anything more than a casual fan yeah. of UFC, but when I, I was a casual fan, it was just a nutty scene at the local Brainerd bars when oh. we would go to watch those. And you had to – you had to be on your toes too, because while that is going on, yep. the atmosphere with all of those white dudes angry, oh, it gets... probably sexually frustrated yep. white dudes, is if you even look at them the wrong way, they want to fight. Oh which yeah, is you're right. Retarded, because it's like we just saw the professionals do it. Like yeah. why would a bunch of why would a bunch of dumbasses in a bar want to fight when we just saw the best guys in the world do it? I know, I know, it's. It is what uh, I don't want to drink with people who can't afford sixty dollars for a pay per view. <laughs> <laughs> no doubt. Yeah. Um, I believe RCGP. I want to say that's coming up soon. Let me see. Where's race. their next round? Italy. Ooh. Oh no! Never mind. It's not coming up till August. Man, I was way off. <laughs> yeah, they're Italy, but they have a USA race. It's still to be announced. And I found a perfect venue, and JQ's been kind of like eh, ignoring me. Yeah, and what's that? Elk River at ERX, we have the Traxxas Torque Series. We have the final race in September. Don't you think that'd be perfect for the RCGP to be alongside? Oh, absolutely. Maybe not That's... 100% perfect because they, they want motocross or supercross and whatever. Here's the thing that I'd, I'm surprised that he hasn't seen it from this angle. But I know that they want to get to that crowd. But mm-hmm. the problem is, so for outdoor motocross, most of the fans are people that are really, really into that sport and so much into it that they do it themselves. Yep. So one of their main hobbies is going and riding and sometimes racing dirt bikes. Yeah. Now, how are you going to get that crowd into racing Nitro RC cars when it's in the exact same season as their favorite thing, which is racing motocross bikes? I get it. There's an appeal there, right? Oh, there like, is. When I was when I was a motocross racer, I was really appealed to what my buddy Trevor Johnson was doing with RC cars. Yep. But why do you think I didn't do it? Because I already had my racing hobby, which was motocross. Sure, sure. So I don't know. I think he's kind of missing the mark there. I think I think you need to be looking for pe- the people that aren't doing that stuff anymore. And the thing with outdoor motocross is most of those people ride dirt bikes on the weekends. I think if our heydays race comes to fruition, I think that'll bring a lot of people in. Heydays would be a freaking awesome venue for they would be they would kill to have the spectators that watch the expo. Yeah. At heydays, RCGP yeah. would kill to have that kind of viewership. They would, but. Dude, the dirt there just isn't up to snuff for a RCGP, I don't think. Sure. Um, well, Elk River's got clay, right? Yes, but also, it's not owned by the guys anymore, but the guys who used to own it are Playstead. They're a, a gravel company, dirt company, all that. Those guys got out of their half? 
I believe I believe a lottery winner owns it now. Because what ERX was, it was a gravel pit. And all of a sudden it's hollowed out. And there's this hollow gravel pit. They're like, what do we do with it? So they built a racetrack. Which is pretty rad. From what it started as to what it is now. Sure. It's, uh, I say it's the home that the Beater Cross built. Have you ever seen? <laughs> have you ever seen yeah. Beater Cross? Yeah, I saw, I saw Beater Cross. ERX is something that that I would use in the winter time when I was a snowmobile racer. Right. Um, haven't done a lot of summer stuff there, but I, I did go to one of their torque races a couple years ago for Fox. You know, I was still working for the suspension company yep. Fox at the time, so I was there uh, for their big torque event. Yep. That's definitely a crowd that you could easily get interested in RC. And I think a bunch of people did a couple of years ago from that race because they had a little makeshift RC track there where a bunch of guys were driving short course trucks. We had a plan with one of the one of the racers. Uh, God, I forget his name. But one of the an RC racer had connections with the ERX and certain companies and they're going to build a track there and they're going to have me help them. And then that guy got fired. And that was the end of that. We were going to have a permanent RC track at ERX. Oh, sure. But that ended. Um, one more thing in my notes and then uh, how about we get to view or listener questions? Sure. Because we got a few Shoot. of them this week. Um, Tim Smith, one of the best podcast personalities there is. One of wait, the, wait, wait, wait. In, in RC. In RC. Yes. Okay. All right. Continue. I, man, I, I enjoy him and I enjoy Keenan's podcast a lot. I'm going to probably be on a rant section next week with Keenan's podcast about the Roar Nationals. <laughs> okay. Him and I were going at it pretty good. We we were throwing heat, but we'll I'll I'll let people know when to listen to that one. <laughs> sure. Um Tim Smith is one of the fastest guys in RC by far. But he's using ancient techniques to charge his battery and I heard him on his last episode i'm like bro no so i heard him and he's probably doing this because max amps probably tells him to because he's probably still in the 2009 mindset of if you charge a lipo battery too hard it'll blow up it will not he's charging his batteries at 1s 1c oh yeah 1c so let's say the battery's uh, 120 Cs charging at 12 amps. That's, mm, you're leaving so much on the table. You really are. <laughs> because when. Do you, you know if he upped the amperage, would that help him for what he uses yes, it for? Yes, 100%. Short bursts like yes. that. Because you get that. When you charge it 40 amps, it really helps the beginning of that battery. It's 
huge at the beginning of the battery. So let's say you charge a battery at 12 amps. Let's say you charge a battery at 12 amps. That battery is going to feel pretty close exactly the same from the start to the end. You charge that battery at 40 amps. You're going to have a big spike at the start. It's And then, I don't know if his packs are livey or not. But if his packs are livey and there's no, I don't know if there's a voltage rule. So I'm kind of talking out of school here. But if there's no voltage rule and he's not charging to 4.35, that's also a big mistake. Huge mistake. If they're a livey pack. Now, if they're not a livey pack, 4.20 all day. If they're a regular pack. I'm not sure about the max amp stuff. I really. Until what I look at for motors and batteries, has it won a touring car championship and has it won a 12-scale championship? If it hasn't won any of those, I won't even look at it. But, Tim, I don't know if you'll ever hear this. Try doing a few hits after charging your pack at 40 amps. I bet you knock. I don't know, maybe a couple thousandths off. Because <laughs> hundreds and thousands are huge in the drag racing world. Right. So, I don't know. That's all I got in my notes. Do you have anything extra in your notes? No, I was pretty much just results on this side of thing. I don't I don't have any rants for you or anything. Man, I, I have so many rants that I kind of just... I kind of just... I couldn't quite get it out of me because i i don't know they, they did oh i do have one thing yeah bruce st ives he finished up my yep. brian kinwald uh low c triple x bk2 body Dude, and wing it looks great they're uh they're beautiful um pretty much all i have to do going forward now to for that car to be perfect in my eyes I need to get a new transmission case at some point, which yeah. I imagine I'm just going to have to suck it up and pay out of the rear on one yep. of those vintage uh, Facebook pages to get myself one. Oh, but for the sure. only thing I, I need to pick up is I got to stop by John Click's place of work. He's got some vintage low-C decals for me, and nice. he's got one of those Anadaz Blue uh, dummy transponders. That's pretty that you cool. guys all used back then. Yep, yep. The dummy weight, yeah. And then I'm ready to assemble. And I'll have a cute little car to look at when I'm talking to you. Yeah, that'll be awesome. All right, let's uh, get going with questions. Ooh, a former podcast part. I like to call him still a current podcast partner because I want to go and do Savage Thoughts about once a month. I've done it once since I resigned from it. But uh, Patrick Hagemeyer... Uh, what got you into RC in the first place? And second, what is the biggest headache for novices? Well, pretty simple put, Senior got me into RC when I was six years old because it was the coolest thing in the world. What about you? Uh, I got into RC through, it's hard to trace it all the way back, but if we, if we just want to talk about the first one that I owned, a guy that I worked with, 
at a snowmobile company called Fast Incorporated. That's a family company for me. Um, he raced the the earliest version of the Minnesota Nitro Series. Okay. And in two the, in two thousand and four, I got a ready to run Hot Wings uh, Lightning eighth scale buggy with with a two speed transmission thing. It was just a pile of garbage. Yeah. But uh, that's that's where it all started. Yeah. Going taking it to, I'd take it to Sport Zone on Fridays. I'd be heading down to Brainerd for my part time job, which was winning dirt bike races whenever I could down in Brainerd on Friday nights. And I'd leave early, go to Sport Zone because the guy that owned the track had a super cute daughter that was working the the RC parts area. Yeah. So I made sure to go visit her every Friday and never talk to her. Yeah. So you couldn't quite get your Jared Tebow mojo going. I, I, I doubt he's got any more. I, I would think like Dunbar. If I was going to channel somebody. Oh, no. That's the, how. Uh, in the... Sorry. Go ahead. Yeah, Dunbar. Was, no, you go ahead. Uh, that's how Tebow met his wife. Really? Uh, her dad owns or owned a track that Tebow was racing at for the weekend, and she was working concessions, and he just emptied his wallet in the concession stand that weekend. <laughs> Good for him. That's yeah. awesome. He saw something that he wanted and he went for it. Right. He kept finding opportunities to talk to her. I mean, God, that's <laughs> more balls than most RC racers have. No doubt. So that was my original entry to RC. Awesome. Uh, Mike Dolan. People leaving the driver's stand to retrieve their car from the track after it breaks during a qualifier or a main. Should this be allowed? I have raced. I just, a- I just found my rant. <laughs> well, I have raced to tracks that don't even want you to leave the stand until the race is over. This is something I have witnessed quite often lately. All right, you hit that one. That drives me freaking nuts when somebody goes walking off the stand in the middle of a qual or a main or whatever. And you know what? I'm guilty of it too. If I don't think about it, sometimes I will leave the stand. And I'm mad at myself that I do that. But if I think about it, I always very quietly, you know, after swearing at myself for whatever I did to end my race, I just step back from the stand, chill out back there because it's, it's kind of a dick move to disrupt everybody and walk down the stand and go get your car. And you start wrenching and tuning when technically you probably shouldn't be because you're supposed to be on the stand with all of the your competitors right 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 um so that's how i feel about it i feel like if you break or or you decide that you're going to quit for the race or whatever that you you park your car in a safe spot and you back up and you let everybody else finish well i agree with you for the most part like if the driver's stand is like north branches or a smaller stand, yes. Yeah, MMR, whatever. Yeah, MMR, dollar hobbies, um, to where people can feel you walking behind them and hear you. Mm-hmm. Um, but let's say the Motodome or 510. Let's say, like, I like to park myself pretty close to the stairs at the 510. I don't know. Yeah, no, you're right. It should be one sweeping rule. You should just stay there. It's very it's very distracting when yeah, somebody sh- does it and you shouldn't let it get to you. But if you 
if you notice somebody's presence, leave your area. You know, that's something that grabs your attention. If you see them down grabbing their car on the track when you're circulating the track, that'll get you kind of, well, you're like, oh, what the, what the heck happened to that guy? Yeah. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure, for sure. Um, Want to know something else that drives me nuts that I saw happen at the Nationals this weekend? When a marshal takes a broken car and runs halfway across the track to give it to a pit person and they're way 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 out of their coverage zone yep that this yeah, kind of goes along to, you with, have to fight instinct on that one yep this goes along because that's that's not your job yep marshals should just stop and put the car down that's the if the pit guy wants to run out man I've seen a lot of ankles get clipped, pit guys' ankles get clipped over the years too from them not looking or them not being fast enough or whatever. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah, I think if you're done, you're done. Um, Pretty much. Yep. Um, Patrick Anderson. Do you think the next gen of two-wheel drive buggy for AE will take a huge price hike like the B-74 did. Yeah, what the hell happened there? Um, I think having your stuff made overseas isn't so profitable lately. Sure. Um, I think if they brought production back to America, there would be one more initial price hike. But then it would stay steady for several years. Because China and Taiwan, wherever the vehicle's made and wherever they tell you it's made and it's not, it's all China and Taiwan and Vietnam, that price is going to keep going up and up and up and up and up. And it'll never stop going up. And, you know, things go up with inflation. But think about this. Um, back in the day in RC 10 gold pan kit with bearings cost, let's say $125, maybe 150 at the high end. When the B4 came out in 2003, the team kit, you know, no titanium or graphite or none of that. It just had bearings. Cost one hundred eighty nine ninety nine, MSR uh, street price, not retail. I don't know why they do that retail street price, whatever, but they do. But that's what a B four cost. And then the B five M came on; it was about two fifty, and then the B six is three twenty, something like that. So the prices have been hiking really hard. Over the years. Anyways. It's like it was pretty slow and steady. Between the RC10 and the B4. I think the highest I saw B4. Was probably B4.2. Was for like $229.99 maybe. But. Yeah. Anyways. Yeah. You're going to see a hike. It's going to be close to $400 I think. What do you think? Uh, I just, 
Isn't isn't that four wheel drive kit up around like six hundred bucks or something? Yeah, the four wheels five twenty nine. That's that's steep for right now compared to their competition. If you take X ray out of it, right, right. You you always have to take X ray out of the X rays. Um, government supported. Did you know that? No, I didn't. Yep, that's how they can do what they do. They're uh, government supported. I'm gonna well, look good up. For them. Yeah, I'm gonna look up something real quick. Um, sorry, I'm looking up the price of a RC8B 3.1. Yeah, for me, it's hard to. I'd, I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy a four wheel drive that was that expensive because I know the point ones. My my techno isn't the best wheeler. No. On the planet, but I can wheel it pretty decent, and I can have fun with it. And it's a four hundred dollar vehicle. Yeah, brand new for sure. Oh, that's odd. And the and the truggy was only thirty bucks more. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, they're getting into a scale price territory is what they're doing, right? And yeah, I, I hate to keep hitting on techno, but I th- I think their their kits are around like five eighty or something like that. Yep, yep. For no. an, for an e buggy, so you're 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 sixty bucks short of an e buggy kit. And you're getting a hell of a lot more so I'm uh, material at, and engineering and everything yep, in a scale buggy. I'm looking at kits right now. And uh, B74 is $519.99. And uh, B6.1DL is $319.99. So that costs $200 more. So... Uh, the Mugen Worlds A Scale MBX8 679. Uh, the Mugen Eco 650. So yeah, you're getting really close to that A Scale territory with those prices. Right. Of course, the Kyosho seven hundred dollars, but you know, they're charging a prime for old technology that nobody wants. Yeah, nobody wants that wheeler. This is interesting. This I wonder. Did A main stop carrying associated A scale buggies? Or is there something new coming out? Dun dun dun. Do oh well oh here's the E. Holy mmm. Team Associated. RC You gonna be okay there, Joe? B three point one E for the roller. Five hundred and fifty dollars. <laughs> and they want five nineteen ninety nine for the B seventy four. Somebody's gonna have to explain that to me. I want a damn explanation right now, but I don't know anybody to call for it. <laughs> right. You know what I mean? Um yeah, I'm not seeing the nitro buggy on A Main. A Main's the first one to get the word. Hmm. <laughs> I might have to save my pennies. No, I'm not gonna do it. Oh, here's a nitro kit. It's five ninety nine ninety nine. Okay. Okay. Because I'm trying to save up for a Walter White RV for family trips and the nitro series. <laughs> okay. So, yeah. All right, this one's from Chris Martin. <sighs> Why won't Junior sack up and come race on the oval? Come race me on the oval. I will. I just haven't had the time. You know, it's... 
I need to build the car, to be honest. I need to find time to build the car. And it's not easy for me right now for time-wise. Time- is he racing on Saturdays or Sundays? He's racing Sundays, which is also tough, but I'll miss an open mat to whoop up on him on an oval. <laughs> He's going to see me eventually, too. One of uh, one of my best friends from Brainerd, a guy that I traveled all over the country working with Fox for, uh, he's really big into oval. He does most of his racing down at Tees, so he travels all the way from Brainerd to Tees every week oh, wow. to race. Yeah, and there's multiple people that do that Is in that the Brainerd area. Th- three and a half hours? I think it's longer than that. Yeah. I, I think you're more in like four, four and a half. But anyway, um, he's got a couple extra vehicles, so I'll be hitting up one of Chris's uh, oval races for sure. Ryan Eichema, um, he expanded on this question more yesterday at Shamrock, so I'll add in the extra. But would a 21.5 fixed timing stock buggy class make it in Minnesota? It's funny he asks that because, you know, we talked about it with Chris Martin. Yep. He's definitely going to look into it, and I think it's a great idea. I think um, people underestimate how slow the fixed timing motors are. And the They are, but have you seen a sportsman person try to drive a 17.5 buggy? My son has a 5-year-old 21.5 in his buggy, and it's fairly slow, and he has a rough time. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's tough. They are we take it for granted. We've we've spent years, you know, practicing, figuring out tires, all of these things that the sportsman crowd doesn't have. Yep. Those cars are hard for them to hang on to. And you you saw it a lot this year at the five ten, because a lot of the sportsman drivers more than usual had two wheel drive buggies this year. Yep. And man, they were all crashing, you know, two, right. three times a lap. Right. And I, I think they would have done way better with a 21.5 in there. I know. I have a 21.5 in Joey's car, and I thought about putting a 25.5 in it. But um, personally, I think 17.5 fixed timing, the $45 hobby wing, would be more of an option. I think he's saying for stock buggy in general, Ryan, not just a beginner's class. Okay, uh, it's a hard no for me. <laughs> yeah. On that, then, I'm. It, he just said, "Would a twenty-one-five stock buggy class make it in Minnesota?" I think if you do it the way Chris Martin was talking about, you you make it a sportsman-only class, or a so step the only four drivers, sportsman. Well, the only if you make it so the only drivers that can drive that class are also in the sportsman class, you keep all of those super fast stock buggy dudes out of that class and you allow these people to learn how to drive they're not constantly getting out of the way for people like you or people like me or or faster stock buggy drivers they're just out there making laps learning how to drive a two-wheel drive vehicle which i think is is invaluable all right and we also all agreed on something yesterday if you're a sponsored driver you should have a damn modified motor in your car (laughs) <laughs> well, I, I'm not going to pound the drum too hard, but I, I, I do think more guys should run Mod Buggy. 
Um, Tony Swenson goes. Anyways, I I think something. I don't know. I'll tell you what. I burnt up a motor yesterday, and I'd rather be spending a hundred and or forty five dollars instead of a hundred and twenty dollars. Yeah, no doubt. I could say that. I, I think they're I think they're more like fifty. 57 58 59 bucks right now but even that yeah is a hell of a lot better than 100 you know you got to spend 175 dollars if you don't have a hookup to get a good stock buggy motor right, right these days and i do have a hookup and it's still pretty spendy yep um tony swenson do you think it's ironic for a guy to complain about people using nicknames in the scoring software and then he signs <laughs> up as junior but seriously, though, I hate nicknames, too. It makes updating stat sites harder. You know what? I didn't put my name in it as that. Uh, somebody else did. But Point to, point to Tony, though. That was pretty yeah, good. Yeah, it was good. It was good. He um, caught you. He does have a stat site for uh, the MNRC from 2007 to present. It's pretty cool. I forget what it yep, is, but Swen, you should... Soda. Swensoda.com. Yep, it's cool. You should check it out. It's fun. Whew, Connor with a ton of questions. How does Ryan fill out his jeans so dang well? Shit. That's my guy. I know. I can't tell you that secret. Move it on. Do you think it's crazy to have extra everything? He's talking spare car and radio even. If you no, have the money, Connor, I think it's awesome that you have enough money to have spare of everything. Good you, for you. Uh, I've gone home uh, so many, not so many. I've gone home enough times, like my radio quit working or something like that, to where I wish I had something at the track, but I didn't. So if you can do it, do it. Um, do you think a uh, series could happen in the state where we have actual state champs basically a series that covers all disciplines and creates a single point series they did it back in the 70s for flat track on-road racing and tt i'm sure ryan recalls on any sunday all right on any sunday this is beside the point one of the greatest motorcycle movies ever made if you have any interest in motorcycles or just racing in general, you should watch that movie. For sure. Uh, beyond that, wouldn't that be, just totally take the fact out that it would probably never happen. Wouldn't that be cool if, say, like seven times a year, you know, so like seven big events, there's a big on-road 12th scale race, there's a big sedan race, there's a big... 10th scale and two-wheel drive and four-wheel drive race there's a big nitro race and you have to go to all of them to accumulate points for a grand state championship that would be so freaking cool in I, my eyes i tried something smaller back in the day so back when i was doing the sses the two biggest classes in the state were two-wheel drive mod buggy and 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 12 scale stock we had two state champs races so i took the one from i took the points from 12 scale stock and the points from two wheel drive modified and came up with an overall state's best driver which was john weeda 
Do you know how many people that pissed off? <laughs> how many? A lot. Because a lot realized, also, oh, I'm actually going to What gonna were they have... mad about? Huh? What were they mad about? They were mad because they had to commit to to two weekend races that were completely opposite on the schedule, which is, dude, shut your mouths and commit. You know, I noticed at one point there were 20 mod buggies that the same people were also racing 12-scale stock. It was a valid thing to do. Um, They were mad because I didn't, let's say, add another class. But I didn't want to add another class. I just wanted to have an overall points between the two biggest classes. Right. Everybody had their own ideas and bitched and moaned and made it not fun. Just like same with the whole SSES. They bitched and moaned and didn't have fun. So they can suck it. I don't know. <laughs> That's too bad. I, I wish I would have caught um, a Super Saturday race at, say, uh, Wheel Brokers. Yeah, yeah. But for that sure. was before my time. I wasn't racing yet. Wheel Brokers was a jam. Um, let's see, Patrick Anderson again. What can be done to make the race programs more fun, like you guys were talking about uh, on your last podcast? Different qualifying formats and such. What do you guys think of an endurance races? They have some big racetracks once or twice a year. I think a team endurance race would be a hoot inverted. Qualifying, I think, would spice it up. If a guy is really fast, he shouldn't have that big of a problem working his way through the field. Would have to watch out for sandbagging then, though. Well, we did it on Shamrock on Saturday. We did heads-up racing, and it was a blast. Yep, we did sort of heads-up racing at the 510. It was as close to heads-up as we could make it that day. I've learned more about that program, and I could really get it. You know what I mean? For real heads-up. Yeah, I... I think with electric racing, it would be tough to do with nitro. Nitro, for the most part, you have to do if mark qualifying, for the most part. But with electric racing, why not just do heads up, man? There's nothing wrong with it. We did it all the way up until 2001, 2002. That's when we yep. started if mark qualifying. We never the only had. people that are worried about it are usually the fastest. Yeah. Because then they don't think that they're always going to TQ, and that's a big problem for them. They well, don't. I get that. If you're looking at yourself individually and not looking at the sport as a whole, then that makes sense. But if you want this whole sport to be better, more fun, to look more fun on paper, to be more fun to spectate, you're going to have to be willing to make some compromises at some point. Right, right. And the people who enjoy IFMAR qualifying for that reason, they don't enjoy racing. They enjoy getting clean <laughs> air and going as fast, you know, just turning laps. Correct. It's like when they come up, and I've seen it with a few people, but when they come up with a little adversity, they fall apart. Right. Um, yeah, no, but yeah, for sure. Heads up qualifying. That makes it more fun. You know what would make race programs more fun for me? What? If people would get their shit together and not make race directors wait. Oh. That would be so much more fun. Yeah. 
Yeah, it would be, but I don't know. Some Keep of the... your cars ready to race. Make sure your freaking transponder works. Yep. I mean, you're you're right. It's people should have their shit together, but they don't. Uh, and it's only a couple, and they do it every single round, every time they're up. <laughs> it just it's what happens. Let's see here, Mike Nesbitt. He's got a couple. When do you think we'll start seeing more options for the Mini Truggy for tires? Or do you think we'll ever see more options? Don't get me wrong, I'm over the A-scale tire game, but I would like to see more than one or two available. Should we hit this before we hit his second question? Well, A, there are more than one or two available. yet You have to look for them. But. Well, there's in production... Yeah, there's yeah, more. even in even in production, there's there's not just whole shots. There's whole shots and double D's. Whole shots, double D's. Uh, did uh, what? Did they not make goosebumps and no, flipouts anymore? They're done. Oh, really? Yep. Oh, well, they are they are still widely available. Right, right. But even I, if they're not in production, you don't have to look that hard to find stadium truck treaded tires. Yeah, you can get calibers and whatever. I found Ifmar studs. I found tires that are 15 years old. Yeah, but you, I talked to Rona when I got the mini truggy, and he goes, all that we have in production currently is double d's and this is right before the ellipses came out he goes ellipses and we're done with dirt webs for the truck and then um with proline if it's not on their website they're not making it so it's whole shots and positrons aka i think they have a one stadium truck tire that's well when he's talking tire options i believe he's speaking about outdoors yeah, for sure. And I get it. But if you do a little research and you search a little bit, mm-hmm. you'll find stadium truck tires out there because there's a lot of people that bought them up at one point in time and then never used them. Right. They're, they're, at least right now, it's not a problem. Yep. Um, also, though, and I'm going to get a set for next round, if J-Con, which I assume they would be, if they're pulling the double Ds in the new green, the green they started using in 2015, that is a pretty universal compound. That works from super cold to pretty warm tracks. So, um... And then he goes on, number two, do we start making our own tires like we did back in the day, like a TCHR? Like we made evil twin front buggy tires, that type thing. Well, I'm never going to make my own tires because I've just got to pull them out now so I can see them all. I've got hole shots. I have calibers. I've got goosebumps. I've got flip outs. I've got positrons. I have ifmar studs i have uh ifmar taper pins i mean yeah. you've you know, got plenty i i got a ton i didn't look that hard um i'm so sick of the tire game no i'm not gonna do anything i'm gonna run whole shots and i'm gonna run double d's and i'm gonna run positrons and i'm gonna run ellipses 
and we'll be fine. Yeah. Dude, I had, when the track was grooved up uh, Saturday night at, at Loose Nuts, I had zero problems with M3 hole shots. They were fine. Mm-hmm. They were good. They weren't just fine. They were good. So, And I saw M3 hole shots run at one of Sean's races. Uh, it was the second race that Bruce St. Ives ran my truggy. So it was the same set of tires that he bought. He, set, he bought one set of M3 hole shots, mm-hmm. raced two full Sean races on them, all practice, qualifying, racing. He's, those tires are still usable. Right. I, I'm still on my same set. I, I ran the first round at Sean's. I ran the Motodome, and I ran Loose Nuts. They're getting a little short, but I can that's still use really them. That's really good. Three full events like that, that's really good tire life Yeah, in my eyes. Oh, for sure. And I thought it was going to be a new set every round. I have a brand new set of whole shots sitting around. That's what I figured. I figured they were going to pull the lugs right off of these tires. Yeah, no, they've been pretty good. Um, I don't know. I... I, I've said this before many times. It's like people are pissed off at the A-scale tire game, but they're in a mild panic that there's not a million options for trucks. And you think to yourself, I'd like one more option. Yeah, I would too. You know what would be nice? Some some of those new J-Con sprinters in truck for a truck. But then you start right. opening that door. Then you're going to have buckshots. And then you're gonna have slide locks, and then you're gonna have diamond backs, and then and then it's just no fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, that that's my thought on it. Yep. I don't know. Get there, do some laps, change your setup. Right, right. Work work around the tire. You know, make it make it feel like it basically is a spec tire. So. Yeah, you know what the MNRC. Hole shots and double D's are not always the best track or the best tire. Excuse me, I'm tired. But they will work. You know when you find a tire that just will not work somewhere? Well, the double D and the hole shot will work everywhere. So, I don't know. I think that... uh, As far as... Going back to his question, do I think we're going to see more? I really don't for off-road. I, I just don't think it's taken off hard enough. It it would have to be an explosion for those guys to take notice because so many more people are racing 10th-scale vehicles indoors Right, right. than they are out. And that x-ray is looking good. <laughs> I'm... Oh, man, I got to stop trying to spend money. I have to stop. I want an RV, so that means I have to stop <laughs> spending money. But they got to stop making such cool stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I hear you. You know what it's like. It's like, ooh, I want to save up, and you try to put your blinders on, but you can't. I do know what it's like because I'm trying to take the summer off of RC to not hit the wallet so hard, and then I got into iRacing. Yeah. <laughs> yep, and then you're going to realize that, hey, if I 
do such and such at these events with the iRacing, I could win a couple dollars. So you're going to put a couple more dollars <laughs> into it. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I know. I almost did it back when it started. I almost quit RC. I was going to sell everything and buy a pimp tower and a pimp wheel and all that stuff. And then I'm like, no, I'm just, it's, I'm doing the same thing just on a computer. I'm spending the same amount of money. Yep. So, yeah, hopefully you make it out to um, some kind of event here this summer. I know you don't get out a lot, but it'd be awesome. Yeah, I need to fix uh, the four-wheel drive buggy that I wrecked at Sean's. Yeah. Uh, I've got all the parts for that. Just need to actually do it. And then, yeah, I just need to get out and, and drive my truggy and, and fall in love with it again. I mean, yeah. I'm not out of love with it. You just forget. I remember all the good times that I had this winter and this spring yeah. with it. It's just, uh, you know, I'm going to have to uh, give up one of my summer days. Yep, and that that's tough to do. Um, also, it's we ain't nailed down a time, and again, I'm pretty sure it's going to happen, but I don't know if it's definitely going to happen. But uh, listen for me on the rant section of the No Name RC podcast. I might be on this week or next week. If I'm not, I'm not. But I think I'm I'm in with JQ and uh, Jeff Keaton. I think that'll be fun. Oh, that's awesome. That'll be super fun. Oh, for sure. All right, let's uh, end this thing. Um, I'm Joe Zier Jr., and with me again was Ryan Greening from Ryan's Messy RC Room on Facebook, and we've ran out of talent.